0: This is a very serious podcast.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to uh, part two of Hannah and I discussing Watership Down. We, uh, we, we talked for a long time about this book. We really had um, such a great time reading and discussing this book. We decided to make the episode into, uh, into two parts. So please enjoy the second half of this episode. Welcome to Splanknix, the Society for the Preservation of
0: Literature, the Arts, Numinosity, Culture, Humor, <laughs> Nerdiness, Inspiration, Creativity, and Storytelling.
1: There's no, there's no such thing as existing outside of Woundward's system, or agreeing to disagree. Yeah. Um, he, he destroys that war and deports the entire population to Ephrafa. So what Moonward mm-hmm. is, he is a a utopian mastermind mm-hmm. with a totalitarian, imperialistic mindset. Right. The worst kind of dictator. <laughs> and they take him on. Mm-hmm. And it's glorious. I mean, they're they're. That's really cool. Yeah, they do <gasps>
0: sort of a um, they do sort of an infiltration.
1: Yeah, it's so cool. They so like, instead
0: of going um, up and asking if they can, yeah. like, like like they did before they sent their their delegation of three or four rabbits to go and ask if they could have some dough and then instead they send one guy they send um they send big wig who's the uh he's kind of the um the beef stick of the- he is. he's awesome yeah. Yeah. yeah he's like he was in the um he was in the Ausla, and he's all tough and a an awesome fighter and everything and very very direct he could make a good leader too, but he knows that he's better at other things. Mm. Like he, yeah. he'll 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 lead when he has to, but he always defers to Hazel, which um which I think is really cool that he kind of saw that brawn isn't everything. Yeah. You know?
1: And Well from Hazel's example he, he could tell. And mm-hmm. also because he saw he was in the Ausla, the Threira, mm-hmm. and he saw what kind of what a bad leader does. Yeah. He saw it. Mm-hmm. He was under that. So Yeah. So and so, yeah. He goes in. He infiltrates the
0: um, the Afritha, and because he's this big, strong rabbit, they pretty much immediately put him in their Ausla. Mm-hmm.
1: So he's like in the police, and which is good because that comes in handy. Yes, because what he's there to do is is get a bunch of doughs out. Yeah. He remembers that from the um, from the group
0: that went first, they had met this doe called Heisenflay, who was mm. part of the escape attempt. Yeah, that Blackavar got his ears shredded for. Um, and he actually ends up getting assigned to the part of the warren where um, where she was, and he remembered her name, and so he's like, "Oh, this is one of the ones who tried to escape," and so yeah. he's like, "Could you get get some of your friends to escape with us, and like we'll see we'll see if we can get you out and." It'll be awesome, and uh, so there's this whole thing where he's just like he's he's playing both sides of the he's like
1: getting information from the Ausla and plotting the escape and everything. It's it's full of suspense. I mean, this part mm-hmm. of the book is so great. Yeah, and, and, and meanwhile, the rest of the Warren is has got a plan for how we're going to get out of here mm-hmm. with all these all these doves because you're know, going cross country trek, um, you know, back to their Warren with once they get out. That's that's Mm-hmm. Frankly, in some ways, the easy part. And mm-hmm. um, then once, they, then they got to get all these all these does back who've never done anything but live underground and and go um, pee and poop where they're told. Yeah, you know, pretty much, um, and absorb their litters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, there, you know, I guess it might be good to put a spoiler alert because we did kind mm-hmm. of spoil a lot of this book. But mm-hmm. one of the reasons that I, I I so wanted to do this book, talk mm-hmm. about this book, was because do you remember when we were reading uh, the Abolition of Man? Yeah. And, of course, I remember when we and, read The Abolition of Man. <laughs> yeah, and we were talking about it, and we were talking about the book that... Uh, we, we mentioned it during our Martian Chronicles um, podcast, but I remember this moment as I was reading about what, what C.S. Lewis was saying, that there are all these sort of very, very bad uh, trends in in... in in morality and politics and manners and, and, and human interactions, different things that are leading us down a path that, and his claim is, is the abolition of man is going to occur. Mm-hmm. We are not going to be the kind of humans we were created to be if we continue down this path. Mm-hmm. And this is the moment that came to mind when we were reading, reading that book. Um, let me find the page here. Okay. They're they're escaping. They're, they're managing to get out of Ephrathah, mm-hmm. and there's a storm. Oh, yeah. Remember? The storm, mm-hmm. and this is, and they're calling it Big Wigs Storm. Oh, right, because he, like,
0: he, like, shouts something
1: as yeah. he's attacking I'm gonna the read general. It. I'm going to read it. Okay. Okay, so here goes. So, um... So here comes, uh, here comes Campion. He's one of the Ephrafin uh, Alusla guards. Mm-hmm. He's running up to, uh, to Bigwig. You'd do better to give in now, said Campion, still running beside Bigwig. I shan't let you out of my sight wherever you go. There's an escape patrol on the way. I heard the signal. When they get here, you won't stand a chance. You're already bleeding badly because there's a fight. Mm-hmm. Curse you, cried Bigwig, striking at him. You'll bleed too before I've done. Can I fight him, sir? said Blackavar. He won't beat me a second time. <laughs> no, answered Bigwig. He's only trying to delay us. Keep running. Flaili cried Thethenang, that's Bigwig's name in rabbit. Mm-hmm. Flay cried Tathuthenang another doe, suddenly from behind him. The general, the general, oh what shall we do? Bigwig looked back. It was indeed a sight to strike terror into the bravest heart. Woundward had come through the arch ahead of his followers and was running toward them by himself, snarling with fury. Behind him came the patrol. In one quick glance, Bigwig recognized Chervil, Avens, and Grounsel, more Ephrafin officers. With them were several more, including a heavy, savage-looking rabbit, who he guessed to be Vervain, the head of the council police. It crossed his mind that if he were to run immediately and alone, they would probably let him go as he had come and feel glad to be so easily rid of him. Certainly, the alternative was to be killed. At this moment, Blackavar spoke. Never mind, sir, he said. You did your very best, and nearly came off. We may be able to kill one or two of them before it's finished. Some of these does can fight well when they're put up to it. Bigwig rubbed his nose quickly against Blackavar's mutilated ear and sat on his haunches as Woundwort came up to them. You dirty little beast, said Woundwort. I hear you've attacked one of the council police and broken his leg. leg. We'll settle with you here. There's no need to take you back to (laughs) Ephrafa. You crack-brained slave driver, answered Bigwig. I'd like to see you try. All right, said Woundward. That's enough. Who have we got? Vervain, Campion, put him down. The rest of you, start getting these does back to the warren. The prisoner you can leave to me. Frith sees you, cries Bigwig. You're not fit to be called a rabbit. May Frith blast you and your foul outlawful full of bullies. At that instant, a dazzling claw of lightning streaked down the length of the sky. The hedge and the distant trees seemed to leap forward in the brilliance of the flash. Immediately upon it, came the thunder a high tearing noise as though some huge thing were being ripped to pieces close above which deepened and turned to enormous blows of dissolution then the rain fell like a waterfall in a few seconds the ground was covered with water and over it to a height of inches rose a haze formed by a myriad minute splashes stupefied with shock unable even to move the sodden rabbits crouched inert Almost pinned to the earth by the rain. A small voice spoke in Bigwig's mind, "Your storm, Thelaiira, use it." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! I just love that that um <clears throat> that line. "You're not fit to be called a rabbit." I thought, "This is." Wound words. He created a society where he abolished rabbitry. Mm-hmm. He made his rabbits not rabbits anymore, you know? Yeah. Only going outside to eat when they were told.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, uh, you know, pooping in, in a certain place and having to bury their droppings. Yeah. Living this regimented life that, that involved no freedom whatsoever, being so sick and controlled that they couldn't reproduce. And in and you know, the description of wun he he's snarling, you know? He's, he's more like, a, more like a, a predator. In fact, later on in the book... <laughs> <laughs> um, he's people said he's not like a rabbit at all. If he wasn't unnatural, who was? So, and someone said he was told he was trying to do something that Frith never meant any rabbit to do. Mm-hmm. This is afterwards when they're talking about it. So, the, so the rabbits of Cowslips Warren abandoned their rabbitry to their their comfort rather mm-hmm. than to what rabbits do, which is forage for their food and 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 do mischief and and sneak into gardens and steal food, not have yeah. it all piled up for them. And, you know, to be comfort, you know, and their dignity was this sort of dignity of despair and, and, and resolution or or not resolution, resignation to this, frankly, horrible fate. And then the, the rabbits and ephrafa didn't have any dignity. They'd given Mm -hmm. it all away for, they were kind of sacrificed to Woundworth's vision of security and control. Yeah. And. At that, that moment, Frith sees you. You're not fit to become a rabbit. I just, mm-hmm. he had discarded his rabbitness and became an animal, a different mm-hmm. kind of animal. So uh, it's just, um, that's that's why this book is so great because that kind mm-hmm. of layering, I mean, this is a, a children's adventure story that any kid can get behind and just love and mm-hmm. enjoy. But a, as an adult, I've read this several times as an adult and just, and, it, and I got even more out of it this time because I'd recently read, um here comes the obligatory C. S. Lewis mention. I've read C. S. Lewis's abolition of man. Right, right. Just how many times can we mention the abolition of man? Not just C. S.
0: Lewis, but the abolition of man <laughs> specifically. <laughs> we should we should make like a a a button or a refrigerator magnet that says, and now I must mention the
1: abolition of man or something like or that. Ask me about C.S. Lewis. Ask me about C.S. Lewis. <laughs> well, you know, my um, my bio in the National Catholic Register, mm-hmm. I, for those of you, maybe some of you have read some of my book reviews, I write regularly for the National Catholic Re- Register, ncregister.com. And if <clears throat> you go and you type in my name, Claire Walker, you'll get my bio. And it says blah, 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 everything about, you know, I've been writing mm-hmm. for the National Catholic Register for a certain amount of time. And yada yada talks about Splanknix, talks about my books, mm-hmm. um, The Keys of Death and Startling Figures. And then it says that in our nerdy podcast, Splanknix, we mm-hmm. mention C.S. Lewis approximately every other episode.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and then the episodes that we don't mention C.S. Lewis, we actually will probably mention Tolkien, I think.
0: Probably, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a good bet that that's going to happen.
1: Hannah, now you read the book recently. Yes. Um, um, so w- did anything come up that, that uh, struck you um, on this read-through? Because I know this is not the first time you read it.
0: The only thing that I would mention is... Um, well, it's, it's Hazel's idea, actually. Usually they would leave other animals be, you know, and but they end up saving a mouse from a falcon at one point like some of the rabbits are like why did we even do that that mouse is never going to be able to do anything for us and oh. Hazel's like oh you never you never know and then near the end of the book the mouse gives them a very very important warning about an attack coming to the warren that's right and they're able to prepare for the attack instead of being caught off guard that's right So the, the mouse came in handy and um, that was hazel's leadership again his, yeah for,
1: his foresight mm-hmm
0: yeah and just decency as well. And then the same thing happened with um with Kahar, the um the like the water bird.
1: Yep, the who, seagull who, that was the uh, seagull,
0: it stayed uh, nearby for a while and they like, brought him food and everything and he ended up being really really helpful in infiltrating Afrafa. It probably wouldn't have come off without him. So the um the foresight and just doing an act of kindness as well. You say, "Well, maybe the mouse will be able to help us with something
1: sometime, but if not, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a what we call a random act of kindness mm-hmm. that Hazel did right at that moment, just in the moment. He just mm-hmm. instinctively did it, but then he thought to himself, "Well, that that's good. He may be able to help us." Yeah, and then helping Kihar the the, the seagull, which you know, um, when when I was reading about the book and found out how close to the coast they where they were in Hampshire, yeah. totally reasonable that that a seagull would fly inland and mm-hmm. and possibly get wounded. I think he got, I think he got attacked by a cat or something in the barnyard. Cat, that happened. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Broke his wing and he had to. Hang around with them for a while and heal. Mm-hmm. He was very helpful. And
0: um, also, Big Wig gets to face down with Wound Ward at mm. one point, where he's basically the only one standing between Wound Ward and all of the does.
1: Yeah. Big Wig says, My Chief Rabbit has told me to guard this run at all costs, yeah. and that's what I will do.
0: Yeah, Is he said, My Chief about? Rabbit has told me to defend this run, and until he says otherwise, I shall stay here. So just going to stay there. And that actually, it really kind of freaks Woundward out because he immediately assumes that that Bigwig's chief rabbit must be a real monster of a rabbit if he's got a, if he's got a chief rabbit. Because he'd always assumed that Bigwig was a chief rabbit because he's this big, strong, like, fighter type. But no. And in fact, like, Woundward had met Hazel earlier because Hazel came to try and make peace with him before they attacked he like came over and he says all he knows him as is the lame rabbit because this rabbit comes limping up and says well I am here to sort of to see if you want to uh, settle this peacefully instead of outright war and they decide not to and he says well okay he see, you, back. see you on the battlefield I guess and limps away and he never says like I'm the chief rabbit or anything like that he just says his name and very, very humbly offers terms, and the terms are rejected and then he goes away and goes on to the next plan. <laughs> like <laughs> that was the chief rabbit, that, that was the a- chief rabbit,
1: and it just goes to show you again mm-hmm. what a what a leader of limited vision mm-hmm. wound work was. yeah, it never occurred to him that a leader would be. A lame rabbit. Mm-hmm. Like you said, he thought he just assumed, and it even says in the book, he assumed that when is this great and terrible chief rabbit going to appear? Yeah, and and yeah, like I said, it really. um All the other rabbits, the Ephraim became afraid because it's like what? Yeah, because Bigwig has been kicking their butt. I mean, he has mm-hmm. been injuring their rabbits severely, including Woundwert. Mm-hmm. And they're like, so there's a rabbit even worse than this in there. Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> but um, but it's just one of those just beautiful, just a sweet irony that mm-hmm. no. He's talking about Hazel, little little Hazel, uh-huh. um, who has more wisdom than strength. Yeah. And that the story of Hazel's growth into the leadership is just so so beautiful. I just love it. I'm, I'm really mm-hmm. glad you brought that part up, Hannah. Yeah. And the uh, the little the brother the the, the interaction of the two brothers is great. Because, yeah. Because Hazel trusts Fiver because he's been right about most of these things that he has mm-hmm. these little visions about, and and Hazel knows him well, and. Yeah, so it, and it's just it's such a beautiful story. And it ends ends uh, so nicely. And I, if you've never read this book, dear listeners, please do read it. We'll, we'll put a link to to the book where you can buy it in the in the show notes of our uh, of our podcast here. And actually, we're going to ask you to do us a favor that will actually help us because the link is what we call an affiliate link.
0: Mm -hmm. you're probably familiar with an affiliate link
1: yeah so this link will click you through to um my little page on bookshop.org and and it'll go to the watership down um thing so go ahead and click that and the way affiliate links work is um when you click it you don't your price doesn't change Mm -hmm. and in fact at bookshop.org you get a little discount but then they'll take a piece of, of the price that you pay, the regular price you would pay anyway, and send a little bit of it to the affiliate. So, and that will really help us because you know we, we do fund self fund this podcast mm-hmm. right now, and you know it would be good to kind of alleviate our costs a little bit. Um, we're, we're happy to do this and not not charge you to listen to it. But it would help if you could, uh, yeah. go there do it. And do we also want to talk about our coffee? Our K O F I. Oh yes, we have a coffee page. Okay, we'll put a link to that. We'll put a in link in it, too. yep. But you could yeah, buy us some coffee, and then the next time we have a podcast, we'll be drinking some coffee in your name. We really hope you enjoyed this, this podcast, because I love this book. I, I finished reading it, Hannah, I was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to read it again. I, I I just love this book so much. It was good. Mm-hmm. I hadn't read it since I was pretty young as well. Yeah. I was probably in high school when I read it. it. It is really one of the great works of English literature, I think. Mm-hmm. Certainly of the 20th century, it's just yeah. fantastic. We really appreciate you listening we will see you at the next episode we will be back yeah so everybody take care thank you so much of course bye bye now